So it's good. It's it's a good so, place to be. But so yeah. what would you do? Say if I signed up, I said, hey, Josh, <laughs> it's time. I, I want to go 11 a.m. mass. Uh, I want to be the canner. I need <laughs> Sign me up. Here's my tryout tape. Here, and and, and, it, and it, I get it. And what does it sound like? Holy God, we praise thy name. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Actually, you're in the running now. Really? Yeah, right. Okay. We, we, as soon as the space opens up. As soon as the space, so that's what you tell people. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Bulletin, the official podcast of St. Anthony of Padua. My name is Nate Hoffman. I am the Communications and Development Coordinator here at St. Anthony. And today, I am joined by our very own Music Coordinator, Josh Blakeslee. What's up, Josh? It's me. I'm here. Uh, Hey, Nate, I I just want to say that that announcement, that introduction right there is the reason why you are the Communications Director for this parish. Thanks. that, That right there... It's, it makes it clear. It makes it all clear. Well, it's it's everything you need to to know in a in a podcast announcement, and it's uh, shamelessly lifted from Bishop Barron's intro that Brandon Vaught does. Uh, that's exactly the same thing he says. I just hopefully replaced all the names uh, involved. So I'm here with Josh. I've uh, been doing these podcasts as a newcomer to the parish, as a way to um, get to know what goes on at St. Anthony's. Uh, I, I want to see. You know, what do we do in all our ministry? So I've had Mike on, Mary Beatty, our um, you know marriage communications bulletin guru, Jay, our new parochial vicar, Father David. So go back and listen to all these podcasts, just a, a tour of the parish, basically. Now we've got Josh on, our, our, our music guy. Yeah. But what's funny here is uh, Josh and I recorded this podcast yesterday. This is the sequel. This is the Beyond the Bulletin, the musical, the sequel. The sequel, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. So so we, Josh and I sat down and we had an incredible conversation, hilarious. It was, I, we it was laughed, gripping. We cried. I lost five pounds. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was such a good conversation. It was and, so good. And we sent it off to Jay, the producer of everything technical at St. Anthony's, and he says, Hey, I can't use this. <laughs> I can't use any of it. Nate, you set up the uh, volume wrong on the mic. What's good, Dylan's customers? It's Nate Doggy Dog here, and I'm telling you about all these chickens we're giving away. Oh, that is <laughs> it was so good. So, you know, we'll we'll try it again. We'll that run it back. to be, and yeah. it's okay. It's okay. This one is going to be even better. I. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure on this next conversation <laughs> to reach the heights that we did yesterday. But um, anyway, so so Josh, tell us about yourself. So uh, again, the whole point of these podcasts are, are to sort of get to know the St. Anthony's community. You're a music guy. People see you at, at the masses playing guitar or, or piano um, or singing other other things. So how, how did you get there? Yeah. You know, how did you get there? Well, I'm from Alexandria, Louisiana, originally, which is is not too far, terribly far from here. And uh, I was born and raised there, um, moved to Baton Rouge, and uh, went to LSU for a little while, moved back to Alexandria, um, and got married and, and finished school at Northwestern in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And then after that, we moved back to Baton Rouge, my wife and I, Heather, and um she got her master's from Southeastern in Hammond there, and I worked for the state of Louisiana, the governor's program on abstinence. Governor Mike Foster started up a program uh, with 
regarding sexual abstinence for teenagers. And so one of, one of my responsibilities was we went around to different schools, all around Louisiana, different schools, and promoted abstinence in those schools. We came up with a curriculum. It was actually a, there was a course that was taught in most of the public schools in Louisiana. And it's super interesting now to look back on because, you know, I mean, you have to keep the Christian element out of the state-funded things. And so we were trying to present moral messages, present ethical, good messages about uh, about sexual abstinence uh, for teenagers, and we were trying to promote that. And like 90% of the the office was Catholic. We were 100% Christian in the office, and um, and we were just constantly trying to figure out how to talk about abstinence without mentioning you know Christianity in any way. So it was good. It was it was a good program, and it was a it was time well spent while we were there in Baton Rouge. And eventually, Heather and I moved back to Alexandria, and that's where I started work as uh, a music director for. Uh, for Our Lady of Prompt Sucker Church in Alexandria. Great name for a parish. It is. <laughs> it is a good name for a so, so it's uh, Prompt Secour. Yes, uh, right. From the French. It makes sense yeah. as a phrase. It's it, just not a phrase anyone... Uh, yeah, nobody ever says. says it, especially not outside of Louisiana, but, you know, the, the French heritage in Louisiana makes it a little... So, uh, yeah, hasten to our help. Uh, is our prayer. Our Lady of Prompt Sucker, hasten to our help. Yeah, so spent 16 years there as an associate music director. How many years? 16 years. No. 16 years? 16 years as the associate music director. Did you start when you were like 15? No, well, I started, I actually did start playing music for uh, for liturgy when I was 16, well, 15, 16 years old, uh, and then continued doing that all through, you know, my time through college. And um, and even as I was working in the governor's program on abstinence, I was volunteering at uh, Parish there in Baton Rouge. And But when it came time for us to move back to Alexandria, I just felt like that was the calling. Um, and so we, so I was there, yeah, for 16 years and um, yeah, just played music, played music there for the, for the parish. You, you mentioned you, you've been doing this for a long time though. You started when you were a teenager, uh, playing music for, for churches and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, I got involved with a youth to youth ministry team um, when I was about 15 years old. That ministry team was going from from parish to parish around Louisiana and sometimes outside of Louisiana doing confirmation retreats and different types of events like that. Music was very much a part of that. And uh, we were a very tight knit group. We were, um, I mean, it was like a family, you know, of, um, of just friends and we, we prayed together and journeyed together spiritually, which, um, you know, really developed who I am today as as a music minister and also just you know in my own spiritual journey. Uh, so it was a it was a powerful time. Uh, my wife was a part of that as well. Of course, we mm. were married at the time mm, mm, <laughs> at fifteen, right? right but we right. <laughs> but we were good friends. You were, you were and, uh, oh, good friends. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Right. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So that I mean, we knew each other then. We actually didn't start dating till till college, till much. Uh, much later. Wow. And you knew each other through high school and, and, and starting college? We wow. Did. Yeah. When we were both at LSU together, and, and that's kind of when we started, you know, getting serious, dating, like, you know, like maybe this is the one, kind of, yeah. And is she? She I'm is the kidding. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. She is so, so Heather works over at the school, correct? Yeah, so Heather is at uh, St. Anthony School, and uh, she is teaching there as uh, kind of an, an enrichment uh, teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she works with uh, some of the students who need to be challenged a little bit more. Um, 
because uh, they're they're moving ahead of the rest of the group, and some who uh, who just need some extra help. So she's kind of back and forth to some of the classrooms, and uh, she really enjoys it. She loves it. As a matter of fact, when we got here, um, it, which was in, uh, two years ago, actually this this month, Veronica, the principal, was one of the first people that we met, and they had only been here a year themselves. And um, we found out that that she had a son that's our son's age. Uh, my son Sutton is going into the ninth grade, but he was going into seventh at the time. And her son was going into seventh here at St. Anthony's as well. And then my daughter, who is now uh, going to be a junior at Frasati, was, uh, she was starting as a freshman at Frasati. And she, uh, Veronica, had a daughter who was uh, going to be a sophomore at Frasati. And so all these things lined up. It was like, so you have a son, our son's age, and a daughter, kind of our daughter's age, and, uh, and you're working here at the school. And then we found out that Veronica and her husband, Aaron, have the same exact anniversary as wow. us. So the same day, same year, same day, same year. Yeah. July 24th, 1999. Yeah. That is really a small world. And they were really, I mean, that was really part of the, uh, part of the decision in us coming here because we, you know, it was just like the Lord was kind of giving us, um, an affirmation, a little bit of a, like, see, it's, it's okay. It's you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Yeah. You're in you're good hands. Some people you're in good hands. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's good. I've had similar kind of random experiences from my time here. Just, of suddenly feeling at home in a place you've never been or, or a conversation where it's like, um, I don't know, you're, you're known in a way that you didn't think you'd be known. And, and it's funny how the Lord sort of provides those things when you're in new situations. Yeah. You know, you don't see it coming, but, um, yeah, for whatever reason you feel like, Oh wait, I'm, this is right. This is correct. Yeah. So very cool. Okay. So good deal. So I see you mostly on the weekends at the nine and the Six. Yeah, those are kind of my staples for sure. Although I try to a few times a year get to all the masses. I call it the marathon weekend, where um, I try to be present at all the masses. So you know, I, th- I think it's important just from a communal aspect that you know, because we get in habits. I, th- I think even as parishioners, I think people get in habits like we we're five o'clock. We go to the five o'clock. That's the right. only mass we go to. There's some people that I never even get to see or visit with or whatever. So it's important to do that. But but also just as a measure of quality control to make sure that there's stuff at that at those particular masses that you know musically if it needs to be addressed you know I, I want to be there and uh, visit in with with those those folks but we we're blessed with really good cantors at this parish and really good musicians um, and so a lot of my time is spent scheduling I'm just mm-hmm. scheduling a lot you know it's surprising how much how much time as a music director you don't spend playing music it's it's like the opposite of what you think. You hear that a lot with like, a, say, an engineer who who gets into a management role and all he wants to do is like design stuff, but that, he doesn't do that anymore. Right. Right. And so it's like all you want to do is jam. You want to play some music. But right. You're, right. You're just you're, but you're, you're just not doing really that. making schedules and picking songs and uh-huh. making sure that other people have have uh, are scheduled to play music when when music needs to be had. Interesting. Well, yeah. you're right about our our especially our, I've noticed our cantors. I think are are unbelievable. Very powerful voices. Yeah, they, they really are. And what I'm amazed about is, you know, I'll get a phone call or an email or something from someone who wants to be a cantor. And there's always just a little bit of trepidation in my heart because I'm just like, oh, man, what if it's what if it's really, really bad? You know, and like, what if I have to say, you know, so there's it's always a little bit scary. Um, but I've developed a process and and the process has been I'm just kind of I'm just 
depending on the process, and it's working so far. And for the most part, people who want to be candors usually have very, very good voices. So it's good. It's, it's a good so, place to be. But so what would you do, say, if I signed out, I said, hey, Josh, <laughs> it's time. I, I want to go 11 a.m. mass. Uh, I want to be the canner. I need- <laughs> Sign me up. Here's my tryout tape. Here, and and, and, it, and it, I get it. And what does it sound like? What's good, Dylan's customers? Holy God, we praise thy name. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Actually, you're in the running now. Really? Yeah, right. Okay. We, we, as soon as the space opens up. As soon as the space, so that's what you tell people. Well, as soon as the space opens up, we, I, I'm sure we'll have a spot for you. Uh, we'll make a spot for you. I, music to me is is a, a fascinating thing. I think a lot of people maybe feel the same way. Even if, if they're if they're not involved with music, it's like a foreign language. Like, how is this thing working? I play like casual guitar. You know, maybe campfire guitar is how you describe it. Okay, yeah. Sort of enough to know certain things, not enough to play in a, a church or anything like that. But I so that's when I watch people play, like you guys in the in the choir. I'm like, holy cow. That's great. That's fantastic. I can't believe they're pulling this off. I, I think having that small amount of knowledge kind of increases appreciation yeah. for the for the product. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but music is though in t- context of like the, the mass or worship or, or, or liturgy, it's like it's undoubtable that it like it brings you into something. Can you define what that is what music does to like direct a, a person's Yeah prayer or soul Man, music there's so God. many good writings on this and um it, you know sacrosanctum concilium is a document that the church uh puts out uh musica sacra is a or musica sacra i guess my latin is not awesome by the way but uh y- there's lots of just beautiful documents that the, even even the general instruction of the roman missal itself that address music and and what music is supposed to do in in the course of the liturgy, um, and we developed as a as a as a music department, we developed our mission statement around those things, and um, just that idea that that what we do um, it should be quality. So you know, like our utmost for His highest. That idea that what we're mm. doing should be excellent because it is for God, the Most High. And then um, the idea that not not only should it be excellent, but we should do it with um, with worship and with service at the heart of it. So so everything that we're doing is is based on a service to the Lord or to one another as church. Um, so in other words, we're um, I, you know we don't have any cantors that would get on the altar uh, in front of the ambo and sing because they want you to hear how good they are or because they're trying to um, impress you with their voice, but rather because they want to serve our parishioners, to serve our church, to serve our Lord uh, in a way that is moving and beautiful and elevates our worship. And so our whole mission statement is kind of based on that idea that that the music that we play is is to elevate our worship of God. And so I, I genuinely hope that, that what we do on Sundays is doing that for our assembly mm-hmm. that gathers. You know, everything that we do is pointed in that direction. I mean, from the notes that we play and sing uh, to the lyrics uh, on the wall, you know, just every every part of it, the rehearsing that we do, um, even the scheduling and the song selections are all pointed toward the readings, the the 
the uh, the word for that liturgy, that particular liturgy. We're trying hard to make it all connect. So, for example, the bread of life discourse, you know, is is going on right now from the Gospel of John. The idea that that. Jesus is the bread of life that we should hunger no more. So, of course, we did the song, I Am the Bread of Life, um, because it points to that. Also, we just this past weekend did a song called Give Me Jesus. Um, and I just was thinking in the selection of that song, I was like, man, this is such a beautiful thing to be singing right now. Like, this is our sustenance. This is all that we need. Give me Jesus. You know, like in the morning when I rise, no, no matter what else. Give me Jesus. Um, what a beautiful thing to, to sing. And I think the moment when the music kind of fades away and we're just left with voices in the church, um, we did that this past Sunday, and it's just beautiful. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world you can have all this world you can have all this world but give me Jesus. you can see hear and feel the power of the lord moving in the church um, through the voices of his faithful gathered there together as just such a powerful thing i think to witness uh, there's there's very few things that are is that powerful uh, to witness you know as a music director at least that's one of the reasons that chant is so important and why it has pride of place in our church because uh, because of the human element because of the body because it's it's the instrument that god gave us that we we have built in automatically. Um, and, and so it's just super powerful, I think, when the church all chimes in together th- with with only voices. And th- yeah, I mean, I just think there's a special way that the Spirit moves in that instance. So you've heard, uh, hopefully you've heard by now our, our new parochial vicar, he maybe made it to all the masses, you'll find that he chants during the mass. Um, we've also got some new changes with our own choir and the, and the music, correct? Uh, at the 7 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, so speaking of chant, the the seven a.m. Uh, choir is uh, going to be led by Vaishal Pradeep Kumar, who is a cantor, and he canters often at the seven a.m. But also at some of our other masses. Um, and he, uh, while he was getting his master's, I think when he was getting his his degree from uh, Oxford in England, he he was in the chamber choir there at Oxford College, oh, wow. and so he's he trained there with them, and and he sings with us now, and he's leading that chant choir. So that 7 a.m. will become, um, musically, will become a, a place with a with a scola choir where you, where you hear eight, eight-ish, seven, eight voices, something like that. I hope it's recorded because I, I have never made it to a 7 a.m. mass. Yeah, we will. We now have the capability to do that, as a matter of fact, to, to record uh, the masses. And so we um, and even multi-track those those voices and put them together and, and blend them extra and put them out. So we need to we need to try to do that for folks. And yeah, get absolutely. that out there. But but yeah, that's uh, that will change. I think the environment of of that seven. And I think it's beautiful too. At at seven o'clock in the morning, the sun is rising and we're starting the day um, in the way that the Benedictine monks might start it with with chant. And it's um, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. What else is new with the choir? Uh, well, we just got an 11 a.m. Uh, a person to direct the choir for the 11 a.m. mass. 
So her name is Mara Brown. This is exciting. This is big news right here. Huge. So Mara Brown is, uh, she's a choir director for a local high school here. She's got a degree in music. She's awesome. And she has given her time to uh, start developing the 11 a.m. choir. So choirs are back. Awesome. We are, we are happening. And it's, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to start, uh, working with the 11 o'clock as well. And she and I will kind of tag team, um, the music for that mass and, um, and start bringing choir music back. Um, we'll largely focus on hymnody. So, um, holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty, holy God, we praise thy name. Um, come thou font, those types of songs that, you know, hymns that you'll recognize. We'll probably do some chant as well, but we'll also balance that out with some uh, some modern hymns, um, stuff that's being written currently and stuff that's being written new and that's fresh for the church. So we're excited. We're excited about that. that that's going to be, that's going to be great. And we're looking for singers starting now. Okay. So give Josh a call, shoot him an email. Yeah. If you're interested. Yeah, for sure. Is there a tryout process? You know, it, it's a, there's a, a little bit of a process just so that we can meet folks and so that we can kind of see what uh, what the abilities are and where to place uh, someone, you know, in the in the mixture of soprano, alto, bass, tenor. And so we we want to try to, um, you know, it's it's not, I don't want to call it an audition because I think that word scares people. That's it. That's not what we're going for. This is really more of an opportunity to meet, see uh, who they are and what they're capable of. And that that's a digital process. So we're, we're asking people to send two quick videos, like minute ish videos, uh, of themselves. There's a link. Um, uh, Jay is putting that link on the website. We're going to, we're going to just put that everywhere. We're going to put it on social media. We're going to put it in a flock note out to folks. We're going right. to, um, put it wherever we can put it so that it makes it real easy for folks to know where to to sign up for the choir. So a little bit of a filtering process, you know, so that, I mean, cause a tone deaf choir probably is not gonna, it's not gonna beautify the liturgy like we want it to. So yeah, there's gotta so be we some have a little bit of, right. Sure. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So that, that's the process and, and, uh, yeah, we are looking and we want people to sign up, be that's a part awesome. of it. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to hear it. I, I've been going to the 11 lately, so, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, yeah. Choir I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, Josh, uh, a few more questions, just a little get-to-know-you stuff, maybe some uh, lightning round stuff. This is the lightning round? This is the lightning round. Okay, I'm not sure if At I'm fully prepared. At a snail's pace, because I, I'm not very fast. I like to talk about your answers, too. Is, okay, that's <laughs> so good. it's not exactly a lightning that's round. That's good. No, no, I was worried it was going to be like a, a family feud lightning round where you, you really have to go. Okay, all right. What type of clouds produce lightning? Oh my gosh, this is a hard lightning round. <laughs> it's the lightning round, Josh. Cumulonimbus. You got that right. Did I really? Uh, no, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, the big ones, I would say. I yeah, the big ones. So, all right. So, Josh, you, you are a professional music. You have music on Spotify. I do. Yeah. Do you have Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Fascinating. Okay. So, you're on Spotify. You, you, you got a couple kids you mentioned. I do. Sophie and Sutton. Sophie yeah. and Sutton, your wife, yeah. Heather, here, here uh, at the school. Okay. Um, what is something about you that would surprise most people? Something about me that would surprise most people is that I like to fish. A fisher. I, I love to fish. A fisher of fish? A fisher of fish, huh. yeah. <laughs> I connect with the Lord when I'm fishing. I connect with the people in the boat with me when I'm fishing. There is something, and there's, there is like, it's an escape. It's not, 
I mean, I guess to some degree it's an art form, but it's like everything I do is so creative and artistic. It's on that side, like left brain side, you know, or, or is it right brain? Whatever side of the brain is in control. And fishing is, it's just, it's different than that. And, and so, yeah, I love to fish and I actually haven't gotten to do it much since I've been in the woodlands since I've been here. Yeah. So, I was going to ask where you, where you go around. Yeah. Well, in Louisiana, I, I went more often than I do uh, now, but yeah, I'm going to have to find some people at this parish with, with a boat and, and uh, access to a lake and all of that stuff. But I've heard Lake Conroe is, is fun. Yeah. Um, and we've been out there just to, just to look and we actually rented a boat and went out there and just kind of boated around Here's but I didn't fish yeah all right fisher what what's a what's a obscure topic or, or just a topic that you could do your TED talk over if you were asked to do a TED talk here's the thing that you could just vamp on for 20 minutes man this is a tough one because there's a lot that I could vamp on and I don't want to keep going back to music because there really is a lot about me that is not music but but if I was going to do a TED talk it would probably be on music it really because I feel like I could go forever specifically music of the 90s like Maybe I might even go so far as to say hair bands of the 90s. What is that? What is a hair band of the 90s? Well, like like Guns N' Roses, Skid Row, uh, Extreme. I don't know. I, I That's the era that I grew up in. And I was a, I was a drummer for a long time before, before I picked up a guitar or a piano. Well, I never picked up a piano, but before I picked up the trade. So, so I played drums for a long time. <laughs> and and I, I, those were the bands that we were listening to at the time, you know? And so... I don't even know those bands. I know Guns N' Roses. I know. I And I just probably dated myself like I'm, you know, I'm a thousand years old. But I saw, I saw Guns N' Roses in the Pete Maravich Assembly Center uh, in Baton Rouge when I was like 15, I think. And it was awesome. And they don't sound like that anymore. But but they did then, and it was... Oh, I bet they were insane. Oh, it was awesome. It was so good. It was so good. So Hair bands of the of the 90s. That, I'd listen to that. I, I'm I'm only 28, so it's, uh, it's like... <laughs> I don't want to brag, but... Uh. Yeah. Yes, I got a few years on you there with the, with the hair bands of the 90s. And I could even go like... I could even go as far back as to Chicago. Anyway, I could, I could go on this. TED Talk is the right... Because I could go on this forever. I could talk about this I think forever. I think everyone would be interested because people... I think universally are just... Whatever you were listening to when you were 16... Or seventeen or eighteen, it's like yeah. whether or not it's still your favorite type of music, it, it always has a special place in your heart. Right? Yeah, like it's shaped your musical. Two thousands R and B is not my favorite type of music, <laughs> but I mean, when T Pain comes on, I'm, I'm like, I know every word of these songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I I also love songs that are by like a teenager or a young person who is who is like saying, "I'll, I'll never love again." I, my heart was broken <laughs> when I was 15 and I will never recover because I can, I remember, I felt like that right, and, right. and everyone, everyone in the world, like I am also like, okay, you're going to be fine, Olivia. Yeah. But I love <laughs> that she is so emotional about whatever breakup. Yeah. She was in yeah. High it's school. it's I think that's so, so huge. Yeah. I love that stuff. That's awesome. You know what I think? I think we should start an entirely separate podcast with, with just music. I've I've thought about doing this like just just a podcast on just music and some kind of some kind of way relate 
music that we grow up with or music that 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 forms us as a human being relate that to music in the church and and what are the differences and what are the similarities and 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 yeah i don't know i think it would i think it would be compelling i think so too uh, sort of uh what bishop baron gained a ton of listeners and things was uh his knowledge of pop stuff yeah he's TV, actually a good acoustic movie. guitar player yeah music and he was he's he's able to listen to guns and roses and say you know that lyric you've been saying here's how it relates to john of the cross or or whatever spiritual yeah. truth that that these singers are sort of grasping at he's like well no it's actually this and then uh, that's I, I love that skill I, I try to develop that i think any any priest who can like get that out in a homily who can make make something real something from a TV show or a movie, like that's a, that's a really good skill. I think people, if we could do that in a music podcast, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We need to figure that out. Let's start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Josh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, hey, Good to have the choir back in action. I'm looking forward to hearing the Scola and the new 11 o'clock choir. Man, no one's on more excited there. than me, that's for sure. I'm, I'm excited about it, so... Um, so we're glad, yeah. And thanks for having thanks for having me on. I think the second time was the charm. You know, you do this, you do it once, okay. You do it two times. Yeah, that's the podcast. Well, you're when we do for. it tomorrow without microphones, that'll be that'll really be the one where the magic happens. So, <laughs> appreciate it, Josh. A couple things before we go from around the parish. We've got. Um, Registration ongoing for uh, all times of ministries and things like that. So if you want your kid in a ministry this fall, go ahead and find us on- online. You can find that on our events page. You can find everything on our events page, ap.church/events. Um, and on that topic, you've probably heard a bit about our mission 2021, our summer summer discipleship challenge. Uh, so we're getting our parish family un- involved in service this summer, uh, whether that's working at the St. Teresa Center, making rosaries, mowing a neighbor's lawn, stuff like that. Uh, we've been doing this all summer. Um, so at the end of the summer, the way we're going to celebrate all of those um, mission works that we've done all summer is uh, celebrate St. Anthony. So it's a it's a, a big uh, festival sort of on a, on a weekend, the 28th, 29th of August. So mark your calendars. We'll have some food trucks, some tents. We'll be celebrating the end of the summer. Father Tom will be around, so shaking hands. You can see him one last time. Uh, and we're also going to have all of our ministries um, kind of showing off what they do. And, and you can find out more about the ministries, maybe sign up, uh, meet the leaders, that kind of thing. So mark your calendars, the 28th, 29th of August. It should be a really good time. Um, and uh, yeah, hope to see you there. Josh, again, thanks for coming on. I'm excited to be here. See you next time. Thanks, man.